This is Recovery Revolution Live. The episode you're about to listen to is live and unedited. If you'd like to join us on the live stream, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube. Facebook.com slash Recovery Revolution 100 or search Recovery Revolution Live on YouTube. Welcome everybody to another episode of Recovery Revolution Live. Glad to have you guys. We are actually down a co-host tonight. Carl got stuck at work. So for right now, it's just me and Ashley and he may or may not be joining us later. Not 100% sure on that. Um, But anyway, our guest tonight is named Chris Thompson. He is a serial entrepreneur and he is the creator of the Sober Sidekick app. He started that in 2018, and they have almost 100,000 members on the app. So we're excited to have Chris on tonight. It's going to be a good episode. Ashley, how are you doing tonight? Oh, you're on mute. I'm good. How about you? I'm trying to fix my sound. Oh, the wrong no, one on. Sorry, you're, you're good. I... I I guess I could have done it like Carl does and played like all the bougie music and done like a whole radio talk show intro thing, but I I just wasn't feeling that tonight. I was just gonna just cut to the chase, you know. Well, it's weird. <laughs> it was working before, fine, and now it's coming through my speaker of my computer instead of I don't know. I'll figure it out. We will figure it out. We'll we'll figure it out. So anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and bring Chris on without any further ado. So welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. I'm grateful to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. Glad to have you on the show tonight. Uh, If you wouldn't mind, maybe you could tell us a little bit about how you started the app, where the idea came from, how it all came together. I mean, I know for me, I've I've had ideas of making apps before, and that's about as far as they get is, oh, that'd be really cool if that existed. And then I don't ever pursue it any further. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I want to start out with how personal this is to me as uh, someone who spent years trapped in addiction. Um, you know, I, I found myself at, at my lowest point, Thanksgiving Day 2018. I had woken up on the sidewalk for like the fourth day in a row. It rained. Um, I was shaking, going through DTs, all those different things, all the different places that addiction can take us. And, you know, that was my day one of sobriety, you know, and looking back, I realized that uh, alcohol, drugs, they were always the solution to my problem. They were the solution to the fact that I felt like the thoughts going on in my head were too dark, too scary to share with another human being. So alcohol, drugs were the only coping mechanism I had. I couldn't connect with other humans, couldn't feel comfortable in my own skin. And, you know, as I got started in my recovery journey and as some of the walls started to break down and as, you know, I started to discover, you know, the version of myself that I was striving to be after I really, you know, started my comeback story, which everyone who's in recovery, I view you as the most epic comeback story the world's ever going to hear. And as I got further along in my comeback story in recovery, I, 
ask myself, you know, is there a way through technology to create a place where people help people at scale? Because I know that the opposite of addiction is connection. So how can we make those human to human connections real? How can we make it scalable? How can we make it real time? How can we make it always accessible? Because there's 22 million Americans who are just like me, chronically suffering. And, you know, too many of them go their entire life without getting help. You know, so we wanted, we built Sober Sidekick to open the door to recovery, to empower people to be vulnerable, to show people that no matter where they are in their recovery journey, their experience has value for others. So yeah, that's, that's a little bit of what we're all about here. That's awesome, man. And I, and I pulled a little promo video that you guys had on YouTube. So I don't know at some point I figure we'll probably play that. I think it's like 30 seconds. Um, mm-hmm. So, so what is that process like? I assume that it takes more than one person to develop an app. There's probably a team involved and probably some financing and all kinds of stuff that, that we don't think about when it comes to an app. So what does that whole process look like? Yeah. So um, year one of Sober Sidekick, it was just me um, building it in the garage of a sober living. Um, Mm. So it had very humble beginnings. But, you know, what kept me going was in there was no cash. I, I had no cash at the time. I was literally like I started building it day 30 of my sobriety journey. And, you know, launched the first version day 60 of my sobriety journey. Um, but what kept me going was I launched it day one and no marketing, no nothing. And I saw a random person in Texas give support to like a random person in like North Carolina, like two people I'd never met using the platform to uplift each other. And that was all I needed to know, like, You know, this is obviously the first version of any app is a shitty app, you know, but it gave me the motivation. It gave me what I needed to build on top of it. And, you know, I've released hundreds of versions since then, listening to user feedback, optimizing for, you know, people's um, wellness, you know, because the thing about the app, I, I guess you asked a little bit about the process of building an app you know, really you're building a psychological experience, you know, and the key thing that we intend to communicate in the experience that we build is empathy. Empathy, meeting people where they're at, um, humanity. So, you know, it was just me um, building it, talking to users. I was on the phone with users every day, learning what, you know, could make it better and learning about what they're going through. And, Two years later, you know, I found myself with 10,000 members and, you know, still no cash. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm working other jobs, keeping it going, maintaining it. And I brought on two business partners. Um, one's also named Chris and one's name is Jake. And we, um, we turned this into a business plan. Um, and we, over the course of 2021, we grew it from 10,000 members to now uh, almost 100,000 members. We're at 95,000 members right now. Wow. Um, 
And, you know, we were able to generate some revenue, which we hired uh, Brian, who's the director of our user resource center. Um, you know, and we, like our perspective is if, if we aren't taking every opportunity to talk to our members, to listen, then we're failing, you know, and that's Brian's full-time job. And my part-time job is talking and, and listening. Um, and just understanding where people are at, showing empathy. Um, yeah, and, you know, our, our mission is, you know, big, bold, scary, but we want to generate 22 million comeback stories, real-life comeback stories as a result of people helping people. Mm, mm, I love that. So for people that aren't familiar with the app, what kind of resources do you have on there? And, you know, what kind of things can they do on this app? Yeah. So the most valuable aspect of this app, when I say people helping people, it's not sometimes, it's every time. So no member has ever written a post on Sober Sidekick with that, without at least one of their peers reaching out with support, feedback, advice. Because we built this thing, we call it our empathy algorithm. It's an algorithm where if I write a post on Sober Sidekick, Sober Sidekick is going to find multiple members to respond with support, multiple members at different stages of their sobriety journey. So in fact, on average, for every member who writes a post on Sober Sidekick, they receive comments of feedback, support, and advice for 6.8 other members. Um, and, you know, this is the community aspect, you know, that has led to members saying, like, it, it saved their life. You know, if I'm thinking about drinking at 3.30 in the afternoon, and I post on Sober Sidekick, by 3.45, I'm probably going to have five or six people who have already reached out to me, showed me empathy, and gave me the strength to keep going. Um, so it's the intentionality of the platform and the empathy algorithm that really drives everything. From an uh, app perspective, you'll see it looks, main feed looks similar to Instagram. Um, People post, people comment, people send each other empathy badges. You track your sober time. You can join a 24-7 AA Zoom meeting. Um, there's motivational resources. Um, Brian, who directs our user resource center, if you ever reach out to him, he'll, his job is to find you the best resources you can in your area, um, whether it's an AA meeting list or, you know, um, knowing what the good treatment centers are in different areas of the country, things like that. Um, but really the bottom line, it's the peer-to-peer -peer support that is really what changes, you know, everything here. That's awesome. It reminds me, have you ever heard of the benches that they put outside schools? For, so if a kid's feeling sad or bullied, they can sit on the bench and somebody will come sit next to them so that they're not alone. Like reminds I, me of that concept. I didn't know that, but um, yeah, that's that's really interesting. And yeah, like the opposite of addiction is isolation. And yeah, never alone is one of our, that's something we have like on so many of our screens in our app because that's just, I know for me, that's why I fell into as dark of a place as I did is, you know, I, I felt like I was alone. I felt like a complete failure. I felt like I had been eliminated from life. Like I was on the outside looking in. 
And, you know, so many people feel that way. And it's that feeling that keeps them from being what they're capable of being, you know? Yeah. Normalizing conversation because the things in our head are scary and we think they're so huge when you talk to someone else and they're like, oh yeah, that happened to me last week too. It's like, it normalizes it. Yeah. Me too. Me too is like just such a powerful statement, you know? someone says i'm depressed and you're like i've been there you know someone said you know i got my second dui i've been there you know um empathy empathy completely agree it makes me laugh that you said the opposite of addiction is connection because i said that on my very first time on the show and i got crap Mm -hmm. like that's (laughs) not the opposite i'm like it is and then we like the third person that's come on since has said that and i'm like just keep proving the point (laughs) <laughs> yeah who who gave you crap about that i need to talk to them mm, you can talk to them right now <laughs> was it me and carl oh i don't remember that but I, I i i have this strange feeling that you're like you're seeing the list of the upcoming guests and you're messaging them like hey um just be sure to say that the opposite of addiction is connection at least once on the show well it's, um it's too much I, of, a con- of a coincidence yeah, well, you can, you can, if you download Sober Sidekick, you'll see that for the last year, the first message that goes out to our users is me saying, I built this app because my addiction thrives in isolation. You know, mm-hmm. so that's like literally the first message I, I send to every user who downloads the platform, you know. So Ashley couldn't, Ashley couldn't be, have conspired all of that. <laughs> well, so. you know. Our theme this year for our conference is you are not alone. So like I might have paid you before this to say some of this stuff. <laughs> True. I guess we'll never know. It's it's gonna be a mystery. Maybe a Netflix conspiracy. documentary someday. There you go. So that's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> I know it. Right. It what's the opposite of addiction? I wanna hear you say it. Me? Yeah. I said it before. I said it on another podcast the other day. Mm-hmm. I quoted you. Oh. On another podcast. And I said the opposite of addiction is connection. Awesome. I I'm rubbing off. It's you good. You are. <laughs> I need Carl to back me up, though. Uh, uh, Heather's in the comments saying that I did. I, I don't remember that. I'm going to have to rewatch that episode and find that, that section. Thank you, Heather. It's good when girls have each other's backs. So did you know how to code before you started or did you teach yourself or how did you? Yeah. Yeah. So um, this wasn't the first app that I built. Um, I, I, uh, my first, my first startup, um, we built an app for undiscovered musicians and it crashed and burned epically. It went viral on Twitter, 40,000 downloads came in like the first hour and a half. And then it just crashed for everyone. Um, and I was 21 when that happened. And um, that was what motivated me to learn how to code myself because I had hi- I had gotten lucky enough to get some funding to hire some people. And when it completely failed, that was my, uh, that was my sign that I need to learn how to code because I know I have other ideas that I want to work on in the future. Um, so yeah, I, I had taught myself, it was like a four year process of banging my head against the wall. Um, but when the time came to build sober sidekick, it was 
all worth it. All worth it. Yeah, that's a whole nother language. But yeah. Luckily, there's low code and no code platforms for people like me that don't know how to code. Yeah, yeah, there are. Um, bubble, bubble.io is a good one. I've used that one before. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun though. Um, you know, it's, it's, for me, it's like a form of art. You know, you get to try ideas out and fail a bunch of times and then it finally works and you're excited. Um, there's a little dopamine rush that comes from it. So, and then seeing people in real life in the real world using it, that's what makes my day, you know, especially, you know, hearing people's stories of how it impacted their life. Um, that's, that's all, that's gold to me. Um, cause you know, I, I work a 12 step program and, you know, for me, I know that service is where true happiness can be found. Um, and I know that service validates my suffering from the past, you know, cause in the past, in those four years of being trapped, you know, I'm always asking myself, like, what's the point in all this? What's the point? And now I, I know what the point was, you know, and it's to be a service to others. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm just grateful that all aspects of my life are pointed towards recovery. Um, you know, my work, you know, my day to day, not always. I, I'm human and I have an ego that gets in the way sometimes. But, yeah, I'm just grateful for the life that I've been given. Gratefulness is huge, just like services. I mean, there's mm -hmm. studies on it. It increases your happiness. It's just it's a great thing to be. Hope yeah. and grateful. Those are my two favorites. Mm. Yeah. Hope's my four, favorite four-letter word. That was my favorite saying. <laughs> That's my second favorite. <laughs> What's your first? I can't say it on the air. We'll, we'll, we might get in trouble. <laughs> What's your third? Oh, I don't know about third. Uh, but no, I can I can totally relate to those same kind of feelings though of of like getting messages from people that have like been touched by a specific podcast episode or something, been like, hey, mm -hmm. that was like right that was like the perfect time. Like that was right right when I needed to hear that message and and it makes all that behind the scenes stuff that nobody sees worth it. It's like I'm glad I spent, you know, six hours working on that episode for that one person to, to send that message. And, you know, that that message just like meant so much. So I can totally relate to that whole idea of like seeing your work in the real world and people appreciating it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the cool thing is it's it's not really about me. It's about the community. Right. Right. Because it's it's people helping people, you know, like, I mean, I was I was on a um, group Zoom with some of our users because like we we schedule time to just meet and chat and no no agenda, just listen. Um, and I was talking to a few users and it was one person with like 15 days sober and one person who was on day one and the person on 15 who had 15 days sober, was just giving gold advice to, you know, the day one person and just 
showing the value of her own experience. Mm. And then the person on day one was learning that her experience though on day one is valuable to everyone else here. And, you know, that's, that's what, if you download our app and you scroll through the feed, that's exactly what you see, you know, hundreds of times a day, you know, with people all over the world. Mm-hmm. And the coolest part about it is it's strangers helping strangers calling each other family. Um, you know, so like, you know, I mean, I think that's the coolest part is it's, it's not about me, you know, I'm just the person who's lucky enough to get to work on it behind the scenes, but it's about the people and people helping people, you know, that's what I believe in. Yeah. Communities heal each other. That's how, you know, healing happens. Can't do it alone. Got there alone. Can't solve it the same way you got there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I love it. I love everything you're saying. Brett knows he's laughing because he's like, she says this crap all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Don't I, Brett? You do say it all the time. Mm -hmm. So you can just keep talking because you're you're doing great. (laughs) And I don't have to talk because you're saying all the right things. Uh, I, I appreciate that. I, I mean, I just listen, I just listen to people who are smarter and wiser and more experienced than me talk. And, you know, mm. sometimes it comes out, um, you know, I read a lot. I, I, I mean, what I've learned from my, reco- my own recovery experience is, you know, I'm not a better person than I was before. I'm not a stronger person. I've just had a change of perspective and found a better way of life, you know, and I think, you know, it's always being willing to, you know, challenge, you know, an existing perspective. And that's also what we see within our community, because when people download the app and they post about how it's day one and they feel like a failure and, you know, their wife left them or this or that. Um, and they're immediately surrounded by people who are like, I've been there. It gets better. You know, you're going to be one day you're going to look back on today and realize that, you know, this was the most defining moment of your life. And, you know, it's that perspective shift that people get to have as a result of community that is most powerful because it was way harder for me to be an alcoholic drug addict. It was way harder. You know, I had to wake up with the shakes in the morning and figure out how I'm going to heal myself hopefully well enough to go to work but not well enough where i skip work and do something stupid um you know it was it was work and it's way less work um to be sober it's just about intentionality and you know that's you know the perspective that we're able to get through community connecting with others and then also you know there's there's no better way to get out of self-pity than you know Mm. being of support to someone else and you know connecting with someone else regardless of you know where you're at you know because we all have something of value to give to someone else um you know and i know i know self-pity is something that can get me from time to time you know you you get in this trap where you're like i work so hard and do this and that nothing ever goes my way these stories we tell ourselves but you know it's all stories we tell ourselves and you know if we let the inner roommate keep talking um things get miserable but all we have to do is connect 
with others and you know that's you know just our mission to make it easy as easy as possible for people to connect you know they can be anonymous if they want to on our platform or they can be open it's 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 completely up to them you know and you know that's that's just what you know that's what really gets me is just seeing people day one admitting they have a problem for the first time in their life within minutes of downloading our app and that just speaks to the community and the people there who are active supporters they're sober psychic users who write 50 to 100 positive comments a day you know we have a top users section of our app where like the people who are giving the most support um are recognized um yeah so you know anyone who's in recovery is a superhero and you know there's sober sidekicks everywhere so can't do it alone nope opposite of addiction is connection right brett that's right (laughs) What's the opposite of addiction, Brett? I believe it's connection. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just making sure. That's what I've heard. <laughs> Love it. Brett, you're going to have to go to mobilize this year. Uh, yeah, I got to get accepted first. I, I got to fill out the application first. Is the That's the first step is doing my part in the whole process. It's It's not on there yet. I know I've looked. Oh, I'll let you know. You, you and JR gave me a hard time about it. <laughs> and after the show was over, I went and looked and I was like, I can't find this application that they're talking about. It doesn't exist. How, how far out do they, how far out is it when the application becomes available? Probably pretty soon. I think last year was in April. Okay. Okay. But they'll probably have more in person this year than they did last year too. So that'll help. And how long is it? Is it a weekend or is it a full week? Oh, it was like three days. Okay. I can probably swing that for... Have you ever heard of Mobilize, Chris? I have it. Enlighten me. Oh, Mobilize Recovery. It's in Las Vegas at the Westgate. Mm. Um, there's all kinds of stuff there. Uh, let me find the link. One second. Oh, there you go. Vegas. Comments. Vegas. Yeah, there were so many great people there. I met the best people like JR. Oops, okay. Shameless I should know this for, stuff. For JR. You're looking for the website for uh, Mobilize? Yeah. Oh, I had it pulled up at one point. I can't remember what oh. it is now. MobilizeRecovery.org. Oh, that that's would have been. I thought I might still have it in the in the banners because I have like a thousand it, banners saved over here on. on it's mobilizerecovery.org. Nice. I should probably delete some of these that are irrelevant. Mobilizerecovery.org. But there was like talks about advocacy. There was um, trainings on telling your story in five minutes or less, and with an ask. Um, Diversity, Equity, Inclusion for the Inclusivity Caucus. Um, there was government leaders. Um, 
Just everything. And then um, Craig yeah, Williams had this new. What was that? Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying this looks really cool. Yeah, I, I want to learn more. Yeah, it was amazing. And you meet the best mm. people because they're all in recovery. It's like, this is probably a bad comparison, but like, you know, growing up, we'd go to church camp, like, you know, each year and you'd like go and everyone was, you know, it was just like, you came back and like, it was just like amazing. But so you go and it's like recovery camp. Like everyone's in recovery. It's like everyone's on fire for recovery. So mm -hmm. it was fun. Yeah. Like-minded people, like-minded mission. Love okay. it. Mobilize will take applications a few months prior to September. I assume that's JR. I think. Wasn't it in April last year, JR, that it opened? How many people did they accept for the in-person portion? Last year, I think it was like 200 or 250 um, because of COVID. And they had it online last year, too. Like, they had it hybrid. Um, and then the year before, it was all online. And then the year before that was all in person. So who knows what they have up their sleeve. Hmm. It will be good, though, I promise. I would like and, to go. I've never been to Vegas. That was my first time. And I never, like, I had no, I didn't want to gamble or anything. Not that I have a problem with gambling, but it was like, there was no urge. It's so funny. You're like surrounded by this stuff and no, you were the recovery people. They didn't care. It's nice. I think we should play the little promo video is what I think. Promo for Mobilize? JR no, will be proud if we do it. Oh, his. Oh, I don't have a promo for Mobilize. I was talking about the sober side. Oh, yeah. It's what really hard for me to hear you. Can you hear him? Yeah, I can hear. I can hear. It's you. I can hear you fine, but I can't hear him. It's your headphones. But why can I hear him and not you? I don't know. Because you choose okay. to ignore me. You probably muted me or something. You're like, that guy didn't know what he's talking about. All right, I'm going to go ahead and play this, this short little promo video. Addiction thrives in isolation. With Sober Sidekick, you're never alone. Easily track your sober time and goals because this is your comeback story. Sober Sidekick is the growing social network designed to promote empathy, courage, and hope so you never forget why you started. Find support just for you by connecting with a sober network and leave the past behind. Because if you're hanging on by a thread, look up, not down. Take back control with Sober Sidekick. We've got your back. Oh, yeah. my wife. Oh, she, my wife says I'm really quiet too. And I also just saw on the doorbell that she ordered pizza. Can you hear me? Why would she do that to me? <laughs> yes, we we heard you just then when you said, Can you hear me? Can you hear us? Am I still really here? I'll turn my mic up even more so you can hear all, so you can hear my chair squeak and stuff. Yeah, there we go. There we there go. And I can hear like my chair squeak when I move oh that's sweet she said the pizza will be waiting for me how nice it'll, be cold. it'll probably be cold that's okay that wasn't very nice of you 
You should just say thank you. I I am grateful. I'm I love pizza. I'll eat pizza cold. I'll eat pizza hot. It sounds like it's going to like a Dr. Seuss rhyme or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it 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 solves the hungry part of halt. So never get hungry, angry. Are you angry? Cold pizza is good for breakfast or dinner. Yeah. Yeah. In a boat. Yeah. True. Boat. None none of these things none of these things can be proven false. In the pocket of my coat. I'm trying to I'm trying to rhyme because she said boat. So I want to know if you've done like studies and stuff, you know, around your podcast and the benefits of it. App. The app? Sober sidekick? Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, so one of the things with our app is it allows users to track their sober time and keep each other accountable around their goals. And, you know, one of the things that we discovered through our platform, which is not surprising to me at all, is that the more support you give others, the better chance you have at staying sober. And that's why we, you know, added as much as we could when it came to like empathy badges and gamification around giving others support because it's such an important part of life, you know? So like our users who are giving support 30, 50, sometimes a hundred times a day, you know, all of their content is, uh, is, is positive. Not all of it, you know, because people are human and sometimes people are vulnerable and sometimes people have bad days, but you know, they're, uh, you know, with everything we're seeing from, you know, the behavioral data, you know, the more you put into your recovery in this platform, the more you get out of it, you know, and as a team, you know, we work really, really hard to, you know, just limit the barriers of human connection, because, you know, there's some people who, don't have meetings that they can go to in their town, or there's some people who are in different countries, or there's some people who, because of health issues, they can't really connect, you know? And, and then for some people it's three o'clock in the morning and there's no one that they can call and the urge is like intense, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a comment from a Facebook user. I, I want to know more in how to start. So you can find Sober Sidekick in the App Store. It's available on iOS and Android. If you just type in Sober Sidekick in the search bar, um, we'll come up right there. And, you know, you'll be able to download. It's free. And sign up and immediately connect with us. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm like, we're, we're a small team. We're just three founders. And one employee um you know so like we're also very accessible you know so if anyone ever you know has feedback for me or anyone has questions or even like i'll just i'll just have conversations with anyone who who downloads you know and or anyone in general because i feel like anyone who's also in recovery is also like me and you know i i can relate to them so you know i anyone who wants to join it's free 
Um, we're here, we're in this together. I want to know what, you know, what your thoughts are and, you know, we're always open to feedback. We build new features all the time as a result of things that have been suggested to us. So yeah, anyone, anyone who wants to join us, welcome. I'm downloading it right now. I oh, love it. Is. I previously downloaded it and I cannot figure out my login. <laughs> Sign me out, and I can't figure out what it is. I pulled it up when we first started the show, and I was like, "Oh no, it signed me out," and I I have no idea what my username is or anything. Fail. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, that's one thing that I will. That's one thing that I will be working on is just making it easier for people to get back in once they. <laughs> kick themselves out yeah I you have know to go through i have to go through that's on my, my list yeah i have to go through all my different email addresses and try to find like the welcome email to figure out maybe what my username was do you just yeah. like search in your email i do but i have so many different inboxes and they're not all linked to the same mail app it's kind of a pain i need to i need to work on that just make a new login with a different email address. Yeah, fine. yeah I could. But well, I, I posted some stuff on there. I posted some pictures and some stuff on there. So I'd like to get back. You can't do anything with it if you can't get on. So I'll figure it out. Uh, no, it out. Brett, um, I can help you offline. Nice. So I can help you offline. So he might know I, the creator. I, I do. I do this. I do this five times a day, probably. <laughs> so yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to. We're not going to help you reset your password on there. So. Oh, just yeah, just broadcast <laughs> it to everybody. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. The Facebook user said, "Yay! Thank y'all so much. This is exactly what I've been looking for in my life." Awesome. I didn't know that people could comment on the video anonymously. That's pretty cool to know. I didn't know that either. It's the, it's the first time I've ever seen it happen. So that's cool. Good to know. Yeah, and once again, you can stay anonymous if you want on Sober Sidekick, you know, or you can be yourself. Um, yeah, but anonymity is such a huge part of vulnerability in the beginning. Um, sometimes, you know, the projection that we feel we need to maintain for others is what limits us from, you know, getting help and getting support. So, you know, if you, if you, uh, if you are just looking to explore, maybe not sure what um, what role substance abuse plays in your life or what level, even though there's not really levels, you know, feel free to join also. No one's going to force you to post. No one's going to force you to comment. You know, sometimes it's just reading other people's stories and, and seeing what other people are going through. Um, one of the things about Sober Sidekick that I love is most of the posts aren't necessarily about drinking or not drinking. It's about life. You know, it's about dealing with the ups and downs of life. It's about, you know, I lost the job or I got the job, all the things we used to drink over, you know, I had a kid, you know, I lost a parent, you know, my friend and I, we got in an argument and we aren't close anymore, this and that. It's all these things that we used to drink and use over that people are talking about openly within the platform and you know guiding each other in the right um direction because you know i believe 
internally, deep down inside, we all sort of know where our true north is. But sometimes it's hard to hear with all the with the internal roommate and the cravings and, you know, the negative thoughts and all these different things. And, you know, um, yeah, sometimes we just need to take a breath, relate to others um, and, you know, know that there's more to life than how we might feel in this moment right now. And that's so powerful because you think if you have the racing thoughts, when you stop to help somebody else or you read what they say or you want to respond, that slows mm-hmm. those brain thoughts down. Um, so it makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And so what are the plans for, for future updates? Do you have any, any new features in the works? Anything, you, any, any like upcoming things that you can give us some spoilers on? Yeah, some spoilers. Um, so for one, um, I'm excited. We, uh, we. I mean, this might have been a bad decision, but so far it's paying off. We hired an agency in the Ukraine right before the war started. Um, hired an agency in the Ukraine who are experts in uh, design. So like within the next... 60 days we're gonna have like an even cleaner even smoother version of the app with all the same features but in a you know just elevating what we already have um and then we're also working on video features you know and we want to you know make it easier you know think similar to reels or sober tiktok something like that that's another thing we're working on. And then probably one of the bigger things that'll be coming out soon is groups. Um, so like within our platform right now, it's kind of one huge gigantic collective community supporting each other from all different directions. But, you know, we're going to have groups coming out soon where um, different members can form different groups around certain topics like gratitude groups or, you know, coping with loss groups or different things like that. Um, and, you know, once again, what I love about this community is it's it's run by the people. Like, I like every once in a while, once a month, we have like five to 10,000 new users a month. It's like once or twice a month where I have to remove a user for mm. being, you know, breaking terms and conditions, bullying, something like that. But the crazy thing is like, it's literally like one in 5,000. The other 4,999 are all positive members of this community, you know? And it's really a community that runs itself, um, guides itself because, uh, you know, uh, no individual has enough recovery to, you know, share to the world. It's just like people together um, doing it. And, you know, there's nothing more powerful than experience you know one alcoholic one addict one human has to give to another um so groups will be coming out and um yeah and we're just we're just going to continue to listen continue to interact you know continue to iterate and you know until until there's 22 million comeback stories we aren't we aren't going to be stopping you know that's our mission (laughs) 
So. Well, I think it's a great business plan. You know, I'm in school, business school right now, and it's like you either can change your whole business model, then you lose what worked. Like you got here for a reason. So you're just improving on what you already have. You're keeping the things, your values the same. What mm-hmm. people love about the platform is it's a great business model. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, for us it's uh it's it's a human it's a human experience that we're trying to create. Like, you know, I didn't know it was gonna turn into what it turned into when it started. First two years it was just me, you know, working, you know, moonlighting, coding at midnight and going to work and then getting home and then coding till midnight, you know, cause it's just, you know, what I felt the world just needed was just more empathy, more connection, um, you know, and yeah, we, we just want to create the best experience possible because, you know, I've, I've seen people die from this, you know, I've been the, I've been the first person to find someone after they passed, you know, it, this is real to me. Um, you know, I've been to way too many funerals of people in their twenties because of this, you know, and, you know, regardless is it, you know, and the rest of our team feels the same way. And that's why we're just every, everything we possibly can do is what we need to do. So, yeah. And, you know, that's why I also appreciate people like you, Brett, Ashley, Carl, you know, who also just understand how real this is, you know, and devoting your life to, you know, having a clear mission towards helping others and, you know, knowing that, you know, you're here, you know, to impact others and, you know, to, you know, hopefully change lives, you know, and I'm sure you've changed many, many, many already. Um, so I commend you guys, you know, for your mission. We commend you for yours and giving purpose to the pain. And I saw Jason, he's a mobilized recovery person. Damn he said, thank you for your service, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I'm, I'm just lucky. I'm lucky. Um, you know, I was never this happy when I was drinking and using. So yeah, nothing but gratitude. We're all pretty lucky that we're here. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And it makes the hard days like better when you're just start stop and think. I'm so oh, yeah. lucky to be here. Like, and then it just changes everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not shaking, you know, or hallucinating DTs, all that. I mean, it's so easy to forget, you know, how bad it was. And that's another reason why connection is so important. You know, I've, I've multiple, like I'm like three years in to my recovery journey, like, so still new to this, but, you know, connecting with people on day one is so important for me. You know, I need to remember what it was like for me and I need to have the humility to know that I'm just one drink away from going right back there. And that's it that's another thing about sober sidekick that's cool is like the people who have five years on it who wake up in the morning and the first thing they do is give support to someone on 10 days. Um, you know, it's, it's all the people who recognize that how important it is to, you know, 
be there and be connected to the newcomer because we're we're all just one bad day away from that um, if we get cocky. So even if you don't get cocky, like it it happens. Yeah. You can ask yeah. Fred. It happened to me recently. I'm almost mm-hmm. at five years, and it was just mm-hmm. you know I've done a lot of work, and there was an anniversary of something, and it was just it was the first time I'd actually felt it. It's like mm. my go-to coping mechanism for so long was to numb. Mm. And so mm. then when it hurt, like I wanted to numb, but it really, mm. the thing that saved me was saying, you know, like I want to numb and others saying, mm. yeah, I felt that way too. And that mm. like, it just clicked. It's... Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes a hundred percent sense. And yeah, I mean, I, I definitely had quite a few bad days where like that, temptation the numb is like real you know mm-hmm. and it's like just like fuck it you know and but yeah i mean i think i mean i have so much respect for the people who like you know have a slip and then get right back up and get right into it i think that's more impressive like than the people who like never slip you know because it's a it's hard you know I, I mean, I was a chronic, I, I mean, I had so many relapses before this time around and, you know, it's hard to, it's so hard to get back up. Um, you know, so yeah, I, nothing but, you know, respect and yeah, it could happen to any of us, you know, and yeah, that's also what I love about the recovery community is like, we don't shoot our wounded, you know, we lift each other up, um, so yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing that. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people feel that way about relapse. It's shameful, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. guess what? Shame is what got us there. So yeah. if we continue to be in shame, we're gonna, you know. So you you have to, you know, grow and learn that you learn something from it. And I can tell you, I hated that when they first started. Relapse is a part of recovery. Mm-hmm. Well, they were right. I was wrong when I said it wasn't, but you know, it's, you learn something and you're better next time for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all, all we have is today, you know, and sometimes in recovery, it's easy to get this idea that like the amount of time you have is a status. It's like mm-hmm. so easy to fall into that and believe that, but like what nobody knows is how many years are ahead of us you know like would you rather be the person who has 30 years and is on has three days left in recovery or would you rather be the person who's on day three who has 40 years ahead of them you know so like it's so easy to i mean it's cool it's cool to be able to look back on but it actually doesn't mean anything because it's all about you know who we are today and how willing are we to grow today that will determine our future. And, you know, also a lot of people, you know, they, they get stuck in recovery and don't necessarily relapse, but might stop growing, you know, versus like, you know, staying grounded and staying connected, you know? So yeah, I, I definitely, definitely relate. And it's, yeah. Brett, what do you think? What do I think? Man, I, I'm <laughs> loving the, the the points that you're bringing up. I mean, like you said, it's it's so easy to fall into that 
that state of of complacency and it's so easy to forget what it was like when we were using you you brought that mm -hmm. up a few minutes ago and that's that that to me i i was actually having that thought the other day i was i was at work and i was driving i had a long drive in front of me and i was like man i haven't really thought about what it was like when i was using in so long and there was something i can't remember what it was but i passed by something that like brought back this memory from active addiction and it was like wow it's like it's been a long time since i've really thought about just the the way that i was living and and those feelings and emotions and thinking about just like that desperation and and some of those feelings that we have like you know just the the loneliness and the isolation mm. and all these different feelings and and it brought me back to that and i was like man i need to go back to that place of remembering what it was like more often because i just get i can get so caught up in my day-to-day -day life and the busyness and you know going to work and coming home and spending time with my family and just like all these all these great things you know not to mm -hmm. not to knock any of that like i'm i i'm blessed to to live the life that i have today um but it's so easy to forget where we came from and and like you mentioned how easy it would be to go back to that i forget mm -hmm. you know i forget that i'm one away from going back to where i was and and it's a great reminder and i appreciate you bringing that up and 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 like like i said a second ago that and that you were talking about just that that complacency it's so easy at least in my own personal experience to get to a point where things are good i'm comfortable where i'm at like you know it, it's it's smooth sailing and it's so easy just to like put the brake on and just want to stay there and not want to continue on continue to do that hard work and work on yourself and look at some of those things that you don't like mm. and i've man i feel like i fall into that trap all the time of like life is good things are going well i'm just gonna hang out here for a little while and i and i have to wait for that pain to motivate me and then it's like oh i need to get back into some step work i need to get you know i need to do whatever that next thing is uh, but it's just so easy to fall into that complacency, man. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it's important you change over time. You sometimes mm -hmm. you have to change your circle. You have to change. If you go to a certain type of meeting, maybe that's not where you fit anymore. Maybe you've grown and there's a different type or you learn something or there's new resource that comes to your town. I mean, there's a million different things, but it's wanting to learn, wanting to grow. Those mm -hmm. are the keys yeah yeah a hundred percent and um yeah that's that's like when i get stuck in like the trap of guilt and shame which happens like all the time um like i always try to ask myself like or like decide like make a decision like i'm only going to judge myself today based on my willingness to learn and grow through these experiences and if i embrace that perspective like there's, I can't lose that day, you know, because it's just an opportunity to learn and grow. Um, but if I get into fear or if I get into ego and I think I got to make this happen, I got to make that happen. That's when, <laughs> that's when I unravel a little bit. Um, and also complacency, Brett, I, I relate to that. Also, you know, I, 
when when things are stable, good, um, for too long, I start to forget like how I got there, and you know, I I start and then I start to create, you know, I start to create problems in my own mind and lead to dissatisfaction, you know, restless, irritable, disconnect, dis- discontent, um, you know, and yeah, like you said, pain as a motivator, you know, um, so yeah, but yeah, the more, the more plugged in I am to my community, you know, the more I'm reaching out to others, the more I'm connected, the more I'm being of service, the less I have to worry about that. Um, but yeah, we're, we all, we all kind of ebb and flow and, you know, we get feedback from life. Sometimes we, we get restless, irritable and discontent and that's feedback, you know, it's like, well, I go to any meetings. Was I of service? Did I reach out to anybody? And it's like, no, no, no. It's like, okay, obviously, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and then just adapt and adapt and guilt and shame isn't really necessary because just feedback, you know? Yeah. And showing up. I mean, tonight, like, it's like, I didn't have time to brush my hair, put makeup on. I was like, I'm going to look a mess, but so my option was to look a mess or not show up. So, Hmm. you know, the perfectionism in me just had to go away. So, you know, show up. And, and don't feel too bad. I, I only beat you by a few minutes. Got on and it was just Carl and Chris talking and Carl was at work and then he's like, Oh Brett's on. All right, bye. It's like, okay, <laughs> bye. Mm-hmm. I barely made it on tonight as well. I always barely make it on, let's be honest. That's true. It's like eight o'clock here when it starts and like on Thursdays I have meetings like starting work till five and then I, the first one starts at five the next one's at 5 30 the next one's at 6 30 and then so i get off without like seven but yeah so but you showed up i did suited up yeah. showed up Brene brown will tell you jason <laughs> who commented earlier he's a big fan of Brene brown too and i bet you've read something from her because of some of the stuff you've said about shame or have you not yeah I I've been meaning to for a long time. I've I've listened to a few of her podcasts. Um, yeah, I I need to. I, she's on my list. Um, I've been reading a lot of Edgar Tolle. Um, my favorite recent book that I've read is called The Untethered Soul. Um, but everyone tells me I need to read Brene Brown. So I think I I think. I think you were the nail in the coffin. I, I have to read it now. So, yeah. yeah. You will, un- like, it's enlightening. You understand the world mm-hmm. so much better instead of, like, you know, when someone's acting out or they're doing something, then you're like, well, maybe there was a trauma that's causing, you know, as you start thinking it and then you empathize instead of getting mad at the reaction. So mm-hmm. It's pretty life-changing. Yeah. My my girlfriend raves about her all the time, so. Your girlfriend yeah. sounds pretty smart. She is. She's super new. Yeah, she is. She's sitting right there. Hi, girlfriend. They say hi. Hi. She says hi back. 
They said she sounds really smart. So are you gonna she start? Smiled. Are you gonna start the book club, Ashley? You you discussed it. I know. I want to, but there's. I just joined my fifth board of directors, and those are all overachiever. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So mm. I don't. I. Um, well, you, well, you could be the board of directors at the book club. No, no. If it was a book club, it's going to be not board of directors, not oh, rules. Do you, do you need like a, a fancier title? We can make you like the no. president of the book club. No, no. I don't need another title. The I would like to just vice you know, chair. No. I'm, I'm trying to think of like a fancy sounding title. You could be the CEO of the book club. She no. could be the lit chick. There you go. Mm-hmm. Ashley is our go-to JR when it comes you? to recovery <laughs> books. I feel like you read more recovery books than anyone else. I like to read. I'm I'm more of an audiobook kind of guy. Oh no. I like to read and I don't like like I have a Kindle like and I read, you know, sometimes on my phone, but it's just not the same as having like a book in your hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I'm also more audiobooks. Um, yeah, I mean, being able to drive and mm-hmm. walk. Um, yeah, I think my problem is I can't sit still. I have a hard time sitting still sometimes. But, yeah. That's the thing that stops my mind from going a million miles an hour. In podcast, mm-hmm. I've tuned them out. Hmm. Yeah, well, audiobooks, all that stuff. TV. Here you are. Here you are on a podcast, and you're yep, here. You're present. Ever, you suited I up. Ever don't. Yeah, I don't listen to it after. <laughs> you are officially a podcaster, Ashley. You can add that to your titles of your wall of fame. There's no wall. Well, there should be. No. You can add it to your LinkedIn profile. Podcast mm. host. Or hostess. So the thing is, is I hate video and I hate being like on microphone and talking in front of people. So it's like the funniest thing. Makes me super anxious. We've seen, we've seen the growth. You've come out of your shell and you're being so awkward. It's okay. We're all awkward. I know. I'm I'm not so awkward. Come on. Oh, yeah. Um, funny story. So, like, I was, I'm in, um, you know, this business boot camp, like learning a lot and about leadership and different things. Today, we were talking about like public speaking and we were all forced to sing out loud into the, into the whole Zoom for 15 seconds. And he claimed that that was the easiest way to get over public speaking fears. And it actually sort of worked. It sort of worked. And I'm a horrible singer, and I did it anyway. Um, but actually, I relate. I relate to um, the anxiety, for sure. What song did you sing? Well, um, question for you: You're from Texas. Are you a Cowboys fan? I am not a. I'm not really a big sports guy in general. Okay, good. I, I, because if you were a Cowboys fan, I would have offended you by singing "Fly Eagles Fly." <laughs> Okay. Okay. 
I'm a Bills fan. So I'm not a Cowboys fan either. That's neutral. No one hates the Bills. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe if they win a Super Bowl, people will start hating them. But until then, nobody mm-hmm. hates them. All right, so what song are you going to sing, Ashley? I'm not singing. This is, this, is how, this is how you overcome fear once and for all. You'll never wow. have fear again. I'm sing, holding uh, on to my fear. Sing, get your hygiene on from last <laughs> no, week's episode. No, no. back. No, <laughs> it's not happening. Oh, All right, I respect it. Yeah, you're braver than me Peer on pressure. that. Peer I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. There were going to be strong ramifications if I didn't. So you got to love those leadership classes. They push you to the max, <laughs> don't they? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So what what did you sing? Oh, you said the, I... the the fight song. I'm sorry. I'm fly yeah. Does fly. Yeah. Yeah. Sports stuff. Got it. Yeah. We need to look, we need to teach you. So I, when you get a I touchdown, how many points do you get? You get six, and then you kick a field goal, or you go for a two point conversion. I understand sports. <laughs> I just don't care to watch <laughs> them. I'm from mm-hmm. Texas. I know football. Well, good. It's yeah, the, it's the the state pastime. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What part of Texas are you in? I am outside of Dallas. Okay. Okay. So if you were a football fan. That's... If I was a football fan, I would probably have to be a Cowboy fan by default. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I have a good friend outside of Dallas I need to visit at some point. Nice. I'm oh, very... so JR is singing it in the comments. <laughs> He's bringing hygiene back. Yeah. The world needs more of it. We all got to do our part. That's right. Are you about to sing, Ashley? Are you warm? No. Are you warming up your voice? No, it's not happening. I have a great like speaking voice. It's calming, but my singing voice like shatters things. I doubt it. I promise. There was somebody once who like, you have such a nice speaking voice. Like you, there's no way that your singing voice is bad. I'm like, I promise you it is. And then I, I did sing for them, and they're like, Yeah, you're right. Like I, I know my my limitations. I mean, I, I I'm just as bad, if not worse. So it was ugly today. It was very ugly. And I was in a public workspace, and I had to try to avoid people. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I, it wasn't live streamed, right? No, well, yeah, I guess it wasn't public. It was recorded, so. I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of the quote from Elf where he talks about singing. He says something about like singing is is like talking. I can't remember it. Damn. Oh, what did he say? I I don't remember. It uses a different part of the brain. That's why, like, if you're bad with memorization, you do songs because it's a different part of the brain. I did that in school a lot. Like, made little rhymes and songs and stuff just to kind of remember things. Mm-hmm. It works. It does work. If you work it. <laughs> oh, JR's trying to get me another job. Yeah, to sing on the live stream. <laughs> JR, what, can... is she, what, is, what does Ashley win if she sings on the live stream? 
I have boundaries, surprise. just so you know. You have boundaries? Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. And singing we'll, we'll is over that boundary. I'm not a singer. I'll sing. I'll sing if you sing. No. 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 Sorry. Mm-mm-mm. It was a nice offer, though. I'm waiting for Jr. to reply with what your prize. Oh, a chocolate cake. I don't believe him. I've been asking for cake for weeks. Tell him I can either do the book club or I can sing. He has choice. Oh, book club, hands down. There you go. Well, End of discussion. It. Start it. All right, I'm, I'm in. Love it. There we go. There we go. Decision, decisions were made. And it's yeah. on, and it's recorded, so we have proof that at one hour and nine minutes, Ashley confirmed that she will indeed be starting a sober book club. Yet another. What's the job. first book? I don't know. There's just so many good ones. So, um, first book I read by Brene Brown, what should it be? Hmm. Daring Greatly, since you're taking leadership classes. Daring Greatly. I'm writing that down. Then there's like a newer one that just came out. Um, It's about language. And it's yeah. What's 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 it? I I feel like I've heard of it. Atlas something. Hmm. Well, daring greatly. That's where I'm starting. There you go. Maybe that yeah. should be the first book for the book club. Yeah, I'll join. join the book club. There you go. Yeah. I guess you have your first uh, member. Two decisions uh, made. Yeah, I'll bring my homework. I'll bring a. A summary of what I've learned for each chapter. I'm in it. So we got two overachievers on the show tonight. (laughs) See, I'm supposed to be reading this one. I haven't started it yet, though. Real Men Do Cry? Who's on the cover? It's um, former Detroit Lions quarterback, Eric Hipple. Hmm. See, I'm so bad at sports that those looked like Cowboys colors. And I was like, is that a <laughs> Dallas Cowboy? That's what I thought at first. I wonder yeah. I wonder if he knows mm. Randy Grimes. I bet they know each other. They probably do. <laughs> Randy's my favorite. Uncle Randy. about his story of uh, tackling depression and surviving suicide loss so that's on my to-do list oh yeah deep 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 well comeback story yeah and somebody was telling me you know like it was for international women's day they were saying what about men i'm like (laughs) all right let me read a book you know about men because it's are talking about mental health for males too so that's my contribution when i started mm. i haven't shown up yet for it so i mm. yeah 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 within one thing that's interesting with sober sidekick is that 
Um, well, I guess it's not that surprising, but it's it skews like slightly female. Um, it's like about like a 60-40 split. And I think a lot of it is that, um, you know, women tend to have more courage when it comes to being vulnerable than men do. Um, you know, and I, I think that's like really interesting. Like we, I mean, it's, it's motivation because like the goal is for everyone to feel safe being vulnerable. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. See, I would have thought just being me is that it's an online platform, you know, it's mm -hmm. less scary because, you know, mm -hmm. like a lot of women have issues, you know, like, I mean, men do too, but social anxiety mm -hmm. and just, mm -hmm. you know, going to somewhere by themselves for the first time, mm -hmm. you go to the bathroom together, you know, so it's like, you know, go, mm -hmm. you know, but being able to go to something that, you know, you don't have to necessarily show who you are, you don't have to look perfect. You, I would think mm -hmm. that would be a huge, like, motivator. Yeah. So, it's interesting how different people look at things differently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just trying to learn. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, not I'm not an expert in any area. Um, I'm just you know trying to observe and learn and gain new perspectives. So I'm really looking forward to checking out the Staring Greatly book and getting a perspective shift out of that you know i've never ever felt worse after completing a book I, yeah yeah oh. well you have to i don't know you you learn and you grow and mm -hmm. Sometimes that stinks and sometimes it's good and it's all yeah. good in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Perspective is everything, you know, so much to learn. So many wise people, Brene Brown, Edgar Tolle, so many people, you know, so much, so much good stuff to build off of a new perspectives and, yeah, sometimes, sometimes like it's cool to see like what books people are talking about, like within Sober Sidekick too. Um, seen some good things come out of that, also. So, love it. Yeah, All right. I, was, I was talking with a with a buddy of mine, and he was talking about a. a There's actually a business podcast that he listens to, but he was saying one of his favorite segments is they ask the guest what's the most recent book that they've read, and then like what's the book that has had the most profound impact on your life and i think that would be a cool segment to possibly add to our show stealing mm. from other other shows <laughs> i was i was gonna ask him what book he's challenging me to read oh what book what book should i challenge you to read oh um have you read the untethered soul Nope. Read it. Okay. Yeah. I'm writing it down. I literally read it 
for the first time in September, and by the time it was November, I had read it four times. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've only read one book multiple times. There's a few. Yeah, which book was that? A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Hmm. What's that about? I'll let you Google it. It's it's got different meanings and we could talk here for like a long time. But Google it, it's a great book. Mm. I probably haven't read it in fifteen years, so mm. you know, I'm a little rusty too to tell you the truth. <laughs> but I I did read it like probably five times, six times. Sounds good. Yeah. Untethered soul. Yeah, I don't think I've ever read any book besides recovery literature more than once. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, recovery literature, that that's like on repeat. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You have to do the readings. They, they get it in your head. Yeah, yeah. Memorize 86 to 88. That's not memorized anymore, but yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, I mean, so much value there though. Um, like I always get something new out of it. Even if I read like the same paragraph, like 50 times before that, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like layers, layers of the onion. Yeah, I think it's like different times too. There's some things that I like see or read that wouldn't have meant like anything two days ago mm-hmm. or two years ago, but then something happened today and it's like, huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, life experiences, they just keep rolling, keep rolling. Yep, and we're How here about to you? feel it all. Yeah, yeah. Feel the fear and do it anyway. That's another. Mm-hmm. Do it that's scared. another book. Yeah. Brett, what do you have to recommend? For books? I am the <laughs> wrong person to ask about books. I mean, you wouldn't be disqualified if you said, like, the big book. I don't know. Or I feel like I should probably turn around and look at... I, I have a bookshelf behind me that has recovery literature and some memoirs and stuff. Um... JR's telling you sober slogans. I yeah, I see that. I have I have that on my shelf. Um, let's see. Oh, that's the book that I read most recently was uh, Party Girl by Anna David. Mm. Uh, I've read make is it make your mess a message or some one of her other books. I've never read Party Girl though. And I I have no idea. Like I said, I'm I'm not the person. I'm not I'm not the president of the book club. Can we now, come up with like a crappy like title Netflix, like that? If I we could talk like Netflix or something. Like I could I could recommend some stuff. Mm. Have you watched that Euphoria thing? I've watched part of it. The one um, I've been watching uh, Single Drunk Female. That one's pretty interesting on Hulu. Mm. Oh, make your mess a memoir. 
JR, thank you. You got my back. I think I think we should also throw in uh, the Addiction Manifesto by J.R. Weaver into the into the book rotation. I have that book too. I have it. I have still yet to read it. I've been asking him to make it into a audiobook and he has not. So he needs to read his book to you for you to read it. That's what you're I saying. I'm not saying that he himself has to be the narrator of his own audiobook. I'm just saying that it would be it could be potentially helpful to others if well, you, it was in a audiobook format. That's real manipulative. That was you, good. You you Brett, you Brett, you actually have a nice calming voice. So you could actually read it. I appreciate it. Oh, that. that's the best that's the best one. You could yeah, just set your mic to record or, or go on go on Facebook Live next week and just read the book. Just read the entire start book to, on start on to live. finish. Yeah. Yeah, record it, and there we have it. Then you can listen to your own audiobook. So, and you'll help somebody, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I vote for it. I'm for it. Me too. All and there's right. only three of us, so it's you're voted out. Sorry, okay. Brett. Okay. Oh, Jr. Yeah. likes the idea of me reading his book as an <laughs> audiobook. Jr. likes all the ideas. He does like all the ideas. I'm still I'm still waiting on the different desserts that he has promised to give us. Oh, mm-hmm. and, and now we got David from Broken Chains chiming in agreeing that I should also do JR's audiobook. Got my shirt yep. the other day. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Twelve twelve step. Twelve step, right? Sounds like I got another job. Yep. And we're going to hold you accountable. I don't have enough jobs. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. I just well, have so, I just have too much free time. That's that's my main issue. Is It's like, man, I just don't have anything to do. You said you get complacent. We're just trying to help you. Don't you hate yeah. when this crap happens? <laughs> Yeah, well, now it's we got to come universe. up. With, we we got to come up with a job for Chris now because you're doing the book club. I'm doing an audio book. Now we have to come up with a new job for Chris to do. Me? Yes, you. You're a we part do, of this now, sir. We have to bring the book club or a book club to to the Sidekicks. Sidekicks. Yeah. That'll be a group. Yeah, Sidekick app. Yeah, we need, actually, we also do podcasts on the Sober Sidekick app. We could. We could. Uh, yeah. 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 Good. Um, yeah. And I love the book club idea. Like, and I could, I could send out an invite to all our members and they can hop in a, whoever's available can hop in a zoom room and yeah, join, join your book club. I love that. I think it's awesome too, because I know that when like I first got into recovery, you mm-hmm. know, certain meetings, you didn't like, you didn't feel like you fit in or, you know, certain things, like I like talking about ideas and learning and growth. And it's like, you know, so a book club is still recovery related activity, but mm-hmm. yet we're using like our minds and, and discussing different, you know, opinions and views. And I don't know. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And there's, there's so many books, like even like Brene. 
I mean, I haven't read Brene Brown, but like so many books similar to that out there where they aren't directly related to sobriety. But when you read it, it like, I mean, for me, recovery affects all aspects of life and change in perspective. And there's so many books that just feed recovery, um, you know, emotional sobriety, you know, that's, that's what it's about, you know. Yeah, any, you know, comeback story could be considered a recovery story because process of change, like, that's, our story started way before we got sober, so you can relate anything. Mm -hmm. 100%. What do you have to add, Brad? I'm just thinking about this audio book that I have to record now. You could sing it. Uh, I'll sing the audiobook if I can get you to sing on the live stream. How about that? Not happening. Oh man, I guess I'm not going to sing the audiobook. Sorry, Jr. Oh, we could turn it. We could have Carl turn it into a musical. You'd probably we'll enjoy let... that. Oh, we'll let him or sing. Like a, or like a DJ set or something. Yeah. Yeah. You're just lucky I'm talking, so you're not going to get me to sing. It's a podcast. That's that's what it's all about, is talking. The first time, how much did I talk? Not a lot. Okay, there you go. You're lucky I'm talking. <laughs> just be grateful. Yes, ma'am. Awesome, guys. Well, do we want to uh, to wrap things up for the evening? Well, I've, I've had a great time getting to know both of you. Um, you know, it was, it's really cool. I always love connecting with other people just like me in recovery, you know, who are also of service um, on a mission, you know, and it's conversations like these that, you know, help destigmatize, you know, share empathy, share hope. So I'm, I'm honored, grateful to, included in today's conversation uh, we're glad to have you on man it's great to meet you as well yeah it's mm. been awesome these conversations change people's lives like talking about things really normalizes them and makes things okay 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah yeah and i i, I really want to see what when you get that book club going you know it would be cool to kind of have that as a resource our members could join also so definitely love that jr you're the that's your job you're gonna let him know when i get it started (laughs) nice we have to give jr a job because he gives us a lot Mm -hmm. he'll he'll give it back to me don't worry that's (laughs) how this works right brett that's right. JR, I think JR's job is just to tell other people that they have one job. And then get more ideas and then tell uh-huh. us that and that's our job them, too. Yeah. Assign yeah. them to other people. Yes, that is mm-hmm. that is JR's job. JR is the dreamer. And he's not the only one. Awesome. So as a recap, in case you've been asleep for the last hour and a half, the app is called Sober Sidekick, and that's what the logo looks like. So if you're looking for 
the Sober Sidekick app in your app store, whether that be Apple or Android. That's what it looks like. Uh, we are still doing the t-shirt design contest for Broken Chains Apparel, so there's still time to submit designs and vote on the designs that have already been submitted. So if that's something you are interested in, I believe that post is still pinned to the top of the Facebook page. Um, if not, I think we have links. Uh, there'll be a link in the description of the yeah. video and stuff. Um, if you would like to leave us a voice message, you can send your voice messages to speak to us slash RRL. If you are joining us tonight on YouTube, please remember to hit the subscribe button and turn on notifications so you know when we go live, which is every Thursday at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. And uh, you have any other closing thoughts, Ashley? No, we're just glad everyone's here. Grateful you're here. Absolutely. We're glad everyone joined us tonight. Grateful for our guest, Chris, who came on and shared part of his story and told us about his awesome app called The Sober Sidekick. And hopefully I will be able to figure out my login so I can rejoin uh, the community on the sober psychic, or maybe I'll just start a new account. We'll see. We'll no, see I'll, I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you back in. Don't worry. I got you. <laughs> I, I got your back. It. I got your back, you, man. Awesome guys. Well, as always, uh, I guess I'll close with, with my closing line. It's all about, uh, there I am like stumbling over my own words. It's ridiculous. And I do that all the time of, too. Well, and it kind of it kind of goes hand in hand with what I was gonna say anyway. It's progress, not perfection. See, I can't even I couldn't even say it right. So it, it's kind of ironic that I'm talking about progress and not perfection and and messing that up. So. <laughs> anyway, I hope everybody has a great night and joins us again next Thursday for another episode of Recovery Revolution Live. <laughs>